0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman.
1: And I'm Charles Kelso.
0: And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we are talking to fan Nora Olson. But first, Chuck, what's happening in the world of the monkeys?
1: Well, big news out of the Davy Jones camp. Now, you guys remember a few years ago, there was a new Davy Jones Christmas album. It's Christmas Time Once More, which was sort of a reworking of his old 90s Christmas album that had been produced by Chip Douglas. But they released a new version that was exclusive to CD and also it was available digitally, like on Spotify and things like that, but no vinyl. And they've told us that vinyl was on the way. Well, vinyls is coming. Now they're releasing um, Davy Jones. It's Christmas time. Once more on red vinyl, the Facebook post from the Davy Jones Facebook page says, we're so excited to finally be able to announce the pre-sale for the limited edition vinyl release of it's Christmas time. Once more pre-order now and get your co- copy in time for Christmas. And then it goes on to say, produced by the one and only Chip Douglas with background vocals by Annabelle Jones, Mickey Dolenz, Coco Dolenz, and Henry Diltz, the vinyl includes the special duet of White Christmas with Davey and Annabelle. And that was the, the posthumous duet she had with her dad on that album. The estimated shipping date is October 2023, and it's available for pre-order now for $40, and it's coming out on 140-gram vinyl. So, uh, this is great. I, this, this is one of our Christmas go-tos now. We sort of add this and Christmas party all in a playlist with other things that we like that are Christmassy. So I, I'm looking forward to having this on vinyl. Me too. Have you heard it, Elaine?
2: No, I have you, not. You
1: haven't heard the Davy Jones <laughs> Christmas album.
2: <laughs> things slip by me every once in a while, and then I feel real really silly because I, you know.
1: So what is it that you hate Christmas? We're not aware of
2: them. No, I don't hate Christmas, and I don't hate <laughs> Davy Jones. I just... Missed when it came out somehow
1: okay but. well you're in for a treat then because you can get the cd and you can get uh the vinyl and i i love the album cover i think they did a great job with the album cover it's davy jones it's an old photo that i think uh, that henry diltz took and it's davy jones sort of in the desert in a santa Claus costume um yeah but looking very cool like he wears a santa suit like davy jones would wear a santa suit you know like he pulls it <laughs> off um but I, I I think it's a lot of fun. I think this is going to be well worth getting. Yeah. Another bit of little news, which is not quite news yet, but it's hinting that news is close. So we wanted to go ahead and mention it because by the time this comes out, the news may already be out. But Andrew Sandoval tweeted today, happy to report Mickey's book is days away from going into production. More details to follow as soon as everything is set in place. So Probably as soon as we're done recording, information's gonna <laughs> come out. So go check the monkeying around Facebook group or Facebook page or Twitter. I'm sure Elaine, you'll be all over it. I will you know, be. You're our, our Lois Lane. Yes. <laughs> you're our, our reporter. <laughs> um, but also check out Andrew Sandoval or Mickey Dolan's Facebook pages because our uh, Facebook or Twitter, because I'm sure there's gonna be posted all over.
3: Yeah. But yeah,
1: um, this is one you're not gonna want to miss. This uh his book, I'm told I had a good time, the Mickey Dolan's Archives, volume one. Uh, we're, we've been waiting for the pre-order, and it looks like it's going to be imminent. So I'm excited.
2: Me too. Very awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we had another bit of news. It's not really news. It's it's, uh, it's a few weeks old now, but one that we, we hadn't had a chance to really talk about yet, but wanted to mention on the podcast. And that is that the songwriter Cynthia Whale passed away. Folks know uh, her work. Uh, I mean, she wrote the monkey songs, Loves Only Sleeping, and Kicks with her husband at the time, Barry Mann. And several Davy Jones solo tracks. Um, Shades of Grey. I, I mentioned Kicks like it's a monkey song. Kicks, for me, is a Paul Revere and the Raiders song. But I, I like the monkeys version as well. What are some of you guys' favorite Cynthia Wheel songs?
2: It's not a monkey song. Mm-hmm. But it's from um, the American Tail movie somewhere right. out there. Because that was a huge part of my childhood.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Mine too. Yeah. that was, That was a great song.
2: It is. Yeah. Of the
0: ones that she wrote, uh, "Shades of Gray" is probably my favorite of those. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. So all the best to um, you know her friends and family, and you know she certainly had a huge impact on on songwriting in general. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, just some of the songs that she wrote or co-wrote. I mean, on Broadway by the Drifters, uh, "The Righteous Brothers," "You've Lost That and feeling. "We Got to Get Out of This Place," which the Animals recorded, mm-hmm. "Just a Little loving, du- "Dusty Springfield." I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she wrote the songs for Muppet Treasure Island, which was in the 90s. You know, I always have to mention yeah. it when there's a monkey's connection. So <laughs> um, and she had a huge impact. So she certainly will be missed. And we certainly appreciate what she gave us. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. We're going to take a quick break to promote our fellow ESO Network podcast show. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Nora Olson. So stay right there. <laughs>
1: Pardon the interruption we'll bring you back to your podcast in just a moment but first promo four the cosmic pizza podcast here on the eso network three hosts recommend this podcast i recommend it i recommend it and i recommend it on the cosmic pizza podcast it's a slice of life as we discuss literally anything in the universe cosmic pizza podcast here to serve all of your needs
0: wednesday i'm here with you people it's like wild.
1: No pizzas were
2: harmed in the creation of this podcast.
0: Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week we are joined by Monkey's fan, Nora Olsen. Welcome, Nora. Thanks for having me today. I'm very excited to be here. Yay, we're excited to have you. Uh, we love having fellow fans on on the show with us. It's always exciting to get a fresh perspective. Well, yeah, I hope I'm hoping not a letdown after
4: uh, your last two guests. I feel like <laughs> you, should, uh, you
0: know Wayne Avers or somebody. On. <laughs> right. I mean, you can only keep going up so high before you can't go up any higher, anyway. So uh, yeah, <laughs> you're a very
4: good company, at least. So yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. So tell us about how you got into the monkeys.
4: Well, okay. So I, um, got into them in like 1987. I missed the whole 86 thing because, um, we got, I was through 13 ish that year and we did not have MTV. We had five stations. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so what we watched was very limited. Uh, and you know, I remember seeing like bits and pieces, like I'd be at my grandparents house. And I Mm -hmm. remember the the rainbow room or something, but I didn't pay much attention. Um, so finally we got cable, uh, and it was, I think it was the summer. And I remember, you know, my brother was a few years younger than me and he was sitting around all day watching TV and it must've just caught my attention. And I remember it was the episode, the chaperone and it was (laughs) coming down the stairs (laughs) in the wig and in the dress and it just got me hooked i was like okay (laughs) i've got to watch whatever you're watching now and and i got super involved and um you you just became a real big fan right away
1: that's Uh, amazing yeah so you got into the show before getting into the music
4: yes yeah and a lot of people my age their parents were fans Mm -hmm. Uh, and introduced my and so when I, i was telling my my parents and my my dad's first response was Oh, they're the fake Beatles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my mom's responses. You don't play their, you know, they don't play their instruments, right?
3: Right. <laughs> and,
0: um, <laughs> and I,
4: I've, I've educated my dad a little bit since, <laughs> and, um, and he's he was kind of one of those musical purists, you know, of of that that Eric, kind of, almost a hippie, but not quite. Yeah. Uh, right. But kind of the hippie sensibilities in terms of music.
3: Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: So, and in fact, he even, I got him to go, no, he willingly, he and my mom willingly went to the 2012 tour with Mike, Mickey and Peter. Cause nice. my dad's like, well, I guess I only have one chance to see Mike Nesmith in my life. <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> That's
1: awesome. <laughs> so who, who was your favorite monkey when you were 13?
4: Um, 13 and 51 is the mickey <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Stay
0: Correct answer
4: yeah with the rest being the uh the second fate this the very um uh, you know one and a half favorites are the uh, rest <laughs> right
1: so um i guess you probably heard a lot of the songs for the first time on the tv show
3: yeah um, definitely
1: I mean, that was also the era of oldies radio. Were you listening to any oldies radio at that time? Or did you seek the yeah, music out it, after that?
4: Yeah. Um, you know, we still had a, a decent AM station. In fact, it's really sad because I don't think we have any oldies stations mm-hmm. in the greater Sacramento area right. uh, anymore. I think the last one we had went under. I mean, there's like the classic rock stations, but mm-hmm. they never play any Monkey tunes, which is right.
3: kind
4: yeah. of a shame. Um, But uh, yeah. So, you know, I'd list, uh, you know, once it would be exciting if you heard it on the radio. Yeah. Uh, you know, heard a song, but basically it was, you know, at that point it was CDs. So mm. it was getting the CDs. Um, what was uh, your maybe, first CD? Uh, maybe it was, you know what? I take that back. I think it was probably a, um, a cassette tape okay i was
0: about to say it was <laughs> in the 80s I, yeah. I was still listening to cassette tapes in the early 90s i was
1: like 87 you guys had money a <laughs> <And laughs> <Yeah. buying> CD.
0: <laughs> it was kind of right in that borderline period right. of
3: yeah.
4: Yeah. Just, yeah things were turning over to cds mm-hmm. so you uh i think it was just like the you know the greatest hits okay It was the first and then i got more interested into the albums mm. um you know and now have uh I think all of them. And then, you know, I'm a sucker for the deluxe sets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: right.
4: Right. You know, Andrew Sandoval and Rhino know me. They can,
1: <laughs>
4: can, uh, <laughs> they can spend my money in the right places, I guess.
1: <laughs> so, what was your favorite episode of the show?
4: You know, I've got my favorite episodes were more the ones that had, I would say, like the heart um, mm. more heart to them. Like for me, the chaperone had a heart because. Right. You know, Mickey was going to these great lengths to help to help his friend. Yeah. Um, the success story
3: mm-hmm.
4: is probably my top. Uh, well, let's see. I've got some notes here. <laughs> uh, Devil and Peter Tork, of course.
3: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a yes. Great one.
4: That's a great one. One man, one man shy. Also, because I think that had a lot of, uh, you know, just a little bit more meat is a little bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a sitcom, uh, but a little bit more heart, you know, really the ones where they're kind of all for one, one for all, helping each other. Yeah. 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 So I, and I'm a bit more of a first season person than a second. I enjoy what the second series had to bring. Yeah. Uh, and if, you know, a few of them I really enjoy, but for the most part, if I, if I want to go back and watch, it'll be a first season one. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, when you were, say, 13, 14, 15, late 80s, and you're becoming a big Monkees fan, I mean, was that, were you atypical among your peers? Were there, were yeah, there several I mean, of you guys who were in the Monkees? Like, what did your friends yeah, think?
4: A well-known secret, pretty much, was, <laughs> you know, um, you you kind of had it still under wraps, even right. with the resurgence.
2: It was not really something you'd advertise.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm
2: I'm I'm nodding my head because yeah nobody (laughs) except for my sister knew that I was into the monkeys. Really, (laughs) you did not advertise that. That was not something you did. Yeah,
4: (laughs) and um, you know I had a few friends that would if I heard them mention it or I, you know, have a song playing and then, okay, it was almost like the secret club, you know. Okay, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about, and uh, you know had some friends that we would watch the episodes. This was in the days they were on Nick at Night. you know, 1 30 in the morning or something like
3: that. (laughs) Right.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, tape all the episodes and like I said, he had a, you know, a few friends. Um, and interestingly, as I got older, went through college and, and grad school, um, people were asking me like, well, you know, why don't you talk about that? Why don't you keep, you know, to see my CDs or, well, you know, oh, you like this? Oh, you know, don't keep that a secret. And it was interesting because I was kind of being told like you can talk, you know, you can be a fan. It's okay. <laughs> right. Right.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it's much easier obviously as an adult than it is when you're that age because your friends' opinions seem so important and just even people you don't like their opinions seem important when you're 13, you know? Exactly. As an as an adult it's like who cares, you know?
4: <laughs> well, and now I mean, you want to find a community you go on the internet. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. yeah it was not the option in the uh, the late 80s or even you know early 90s yeah to find that community
1: mm-hmm. so did you like pool it when it came out
4: I probably liked it when it came out I like a couple <laughs> songs it, you know,
2: but yeah
4: I realized it hasn't aged as well as <laughs> the originals yeah you know, yeah yeah but it, oh. I mean, it was exciting when it first came out like oh this is new and you know, you'd hear "Heart and Soul" on the radio every once in a blue moon, and
0: I do sure like I "Heart and Soul." Them. I think "Heart and Soul" is the only one I actually enjoy <laughs> off of that album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. That's my,
2: I think that's my take on it too.
1: Elaine, um, you're a big fan of It.
2: I am, but I like go when a new album comes out for somebody I really like. I'm all in on it. Yeah. and yes i may know that it's not the best album but i still love it because <laughs> it was a new album and who knew when that was going to happen again which it, it didn't not. for another 10 years you know so yeah and yeah. every yeah.
1: album doesn't have to be the best album <laughs> albums could you yeah. just like because they're fun or just like yeah. because you like you know it does you don't have to have a <laughs> you know a, 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 you don't have to quantify why you like music you know it's yeah people enjoy what you want to enjoy
4: yeah yeah sure yeah i think it's just interesting in terms of like the perspective from you know how many ever years later like oh yeah it really does you know when you're in the 80s living in the 80s i guess everything sounds 80s so yeah (laughs) but you know from the vantage point of 40 years later uh, (laughs) almost 35 uh it's like yeah that really sounds very you know you can really hear the influence um
1: yeah well after i mean when apula came out and then it was a a long wait for just us. It was. Yeah. So I mean, what yeah. did you could you just continue on with your monkeys fandom or did you Did you wane and come back to them?
4: You know, I, I was always a fan, always listened to the music, always watched uh the TV show. Um, you know, never very but I remember being very excited when the um a couple that so Dis- the Disney Channel, I believe it was nineteen ninety seven. Six, seven they came out with a like a documentary style thing before justice came out and it was all about the monkeys and the, the history and the history of each of the guys uh mm. and it was really pretty well done have you have you seen it
1: i i don't I, know, I I've heard that, of that. yeah i've seen pull it behind not pull justice behind the scenes thing i'm not sure if it's the same one you're talking about but there's one on youtube that's pretty good it's okay. sort of of that era
4: yeah, I don't think, it's, I think it's just called Hey, Hey, We're the Monkeys. I mean, yeah, I think that's point. the,
1: yeah, I think that's the one that's on YouTube, if I'm remembering okay. correctly, but, okay. um, but yeah. And it's funny, like at that time, you know, I'll, I'll think about things and I'm like, how did I even find that out in <laughs> 1996,
4: you, you know, too, but I, you know, and I, again, I was, I was in grad school. I had, uh, a six stations I got on my TV by mm. now. <laughs> and, um, I, I was working at a church and, I our secretary very kindly um would it for me or yeah because I had a VCR that would play but wouldn't record.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's and awesome. It
4: was, and it was a pop loader. I mean it was my grandfather so right. oh, oh yeah. It was probably one of the first VCRs ever produced. Yeah. Um but and she, you know she probably was honestly the one who saw it somewhere and said, "Oh, I'll tape it for you." <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there was that, and I, I don't say it ever really waned. And, and there were times that, uh, you know, they really helped carry me through some uh, harder times in life.
3: Sure.
4: Um, but I will tell you what got me into the internet fandom, Okay. because yeah. it's a good story. Uh, my son was eight weeks old, six, eight weeks old, somewhere in there, pretty young. My husband decides, let's go to Santa Cruz for a few days okay let's pack up the baby and the four-year-old and go to Santa Cruz <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we're walking you know we're walking on the boardwalk and this is a west uh you know it's it's a very typical west coast boardwalk uh if you've ever been to one you yeah. know it's got the rides and the the galley and uh they, but they have free concerts on the beach on Friday night awesome so 2005 we happen to be there on a Friday. Um. My husband and daughter went and, you know, we're doing some rides. So it was time to feed my son. So I go find a, a bench and I'm sitting feeding him and I turn around to, to look at the ocean. And there's this sign one night only Mickey Dolan's free concert on the beach. i like, okay, we're staying. <laughs>
1: right. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. It's meant to be.
4: I tell my son, I'm like, that's the only time I almost ever dropped you. <laughs> I was, you know, blown away by that fact. And um, I had seen them in concert in
3: 1987
4: Mm. Um, was the last time. And we stayed and we, you know, tell my kids that that was their first concert (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and had a had a great time. Uh, I think he was actually doing two shows, but we just stayed for one.
1: Okay. (laughs) That's awesome. So it was was a good show.
4: It was a great show. Yeah. Yes. And really had fun. Um, But it was, it gave me the impetus to really go on the internet um, Mm. and look up what the fandoms and uh, monkey land that I became pretty involved with. Um, You know, again, this is my son just turned 18. So this was, you know, quite a while ago. (laughs) Right. Uh, but it was it was really a neat moment because i like i said it spurred me on to kind of dig what fandoms were out there in in the cyber
1: world hmm. yeah so had you found any fandoms like clubs or groups or anything like from 87 up to 2005 or were you just just solo the whole time
4: ah uh, pretty much solo the whole time wow yeah yeah okay. it was yeah. I, you know there might have been something i rem- you know maybe a newsletter here and there or Right, but it, yeah uh a much i don't want to say a smaller community but it was a community without the connection the the easy accessibility right. to be right right
1: sure yeah so joining the monkeys fan community i mean were you welcome with open arms did you were you surprised oh, when you found out other people have a monkey's opinions and maybe they're not right <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, oh there are other people like me you know it was uh it was almost like uh sort of a strange comparison but like you know like going to summer camp like all these people are oh they're so accepting of me and yeah i met a lot of wonderful people um some whom i've had the privilege of meeting in real life awesome Uh, so shout out to my friend liz here and mike if they're going to be listening um just to mention a few um and uh i guess the one uh not so well, I don't want to say not so great thing because they were great people, but, uh, you meet people and then they, especially people, you know, a fandom with many generations is that right. some of the fans have passed on. Mm. Yeah. Um, we end up beca- becoming friends with, and then, you know, right. it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's part of life too, but it's like, Oh, I miss them. You know, yeah. especially if you go to concerts or met up with folks and,
3: yeah.
4: Um, but yeah, one, uh, friend lives just in the next town over and we met on the fandom so awesome that's very cool we go to quite a few concerts together and uh yeah i think we've been in fact we just heard not very long ago that mickey's gonna do the show he finally got a northern california date in september so awesome yeah so i'm excited
1: yeah so I mean, it sounds like for a while there, you're going to a, a concert about once every 17 years for the monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> have, you, have, have you increased that pace at all? Or are you still, oh, yeah. still on track?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
4: see, I And I've been to uh, all different solo, solo shows for all of them. Um, yeah. It's been fun. But since the 2011 show, I think we've been, you know, once a year, at least when they've That's had awesome. a, um, in all the different combinations. Um, yeah. The one with, with, you know, and they've all, they're all special in their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm so glad we went to see, uh, well, all the ones before, you know, um, the guys who, who passed away did. Um, right. But I was able to to take those opportunities when I had them and, and yeah. see them. So, yeah. It's great.
1: And like and you said, the, the shows end up being different. You know, even sometimes on the same tour, you can go to two shows and and catch something different. What are some yeah. what are some, some concerts or some tours that were highlights for you?
4: Um uh, boy, all of them in different ways. Um yeah. we were able to uh go. I was either me or my friends or my husband, whoever was with me, were able to go backstage for a few oh, of them. Fun.
3: Awesome. So, right.
4: That was very fun. Um yeah. and in fact, yeah, I think it was the 2013 teen tour i was able to see them in arizona because we happened to be there for a wedding hmm. uh, and in northern california uh
1: okay so
4: that was fun you know just a just two different venues yeah.
1: yeah so did you blow off the wedding and go see the monkeys instead or <laughs> did... it <was>
4: like <laughs> <toolbar>. Yeah, <laughs> we extended our stay for, for a oh, few good. days oh good, um, oh, good. And my, we had family my in-laws were there so it's like you watch the kids while we go to a show. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and when it's uh, August in Phoenix, you're really glad to be indoors. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. So do you have a favorite monkey song?
4: I have several favorite monkey songs. Okay. And they change. Or I won't say they change. I don't have them in any particular order. Mm. Um, sometime in the morning.
1: Okay. That's a beautiful song.
4: A beautiful one. The Door into Summer
1: that's a great one and yeah.
4: i i do have a bit of a preference for the live version from the mickey and mike um okay album yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just so many layers to that um, mm-hmm. vocal layers and musical layers uh just because it's so much fun no time
3: yes <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
4: uh, and there are times that that's the theme of my day so i <laughs> <laughs> right i feel that um me and magdalena is probably mm. my favorite most recent mm-hmm. yeah of the song and then just for the you know the typical i, I still love the, the big hits you know um, mm-hmm. and of those i'm a believer in pleasant valley sunday are my favorite of the big hits in fact yeah. my yeah. I just changed my ringtone from "I'm a Believer" to "Pleasant Valley Sunday," and so <laughs> like, everybody gets a monkeys concert,
3: which is
1: kind of <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's great, you know, that for liking a, a a band that you've liked since you were thirteen, a band that's been around for f- over fifty years, yeah. and that one of your favorites can just be a, a, from the twenty sixteen album. I love that that album was so good that those songs just can slot right into a list like that, and it doesn't even seem peculiar, you know.
3: Well,
4: right. and I, I know this is, has been said before, but I think the magic of that album is because it doesn't sound like it's trying to fit in with mm-hmm. whatever decade we're in. Mm. Uh, yeah. Right. We're in. Uh, yeah. And it it's got you know so many of the songs sound so classic monkeys like right. uh, what's the one um you bring the summer.
3: Yes. Yeah.
4: It's, it's very poppy, it's very happy, it's very summertime.
3: Right. Uh,
4: Invokes that, and then you've got like birth of an Accident- accidental hipster, mm-hmm. which that's is it. kind of out there. But how many of the monkey songs or original songs are kind of yeah. out there? You know? Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. that's one thing I love about that album. You can just put any of those songs into a monkeys playlist, and I think somebody who didn't know the difference wouldn't even notice. <laughs> you know exactly. something, that something that it was so much more recent.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um,
4: my 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 son's favorite song is Randy Skousen.
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah. that's a great one.
2: Yes. Yeah. Does, uh, does he does he know the story behind the name and everything?
4: Uh, yeah. I've told him. Okay. I <laughs> don't know to before, but, yeah, this is a kid I dragged to a Mickey concert at eight weeks old, so he should. <laughs> <That's> that. Right.
3: <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
4: my daughter's favorite was "Tomorrow's Going to Be Another Day." Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's some of my favorite one. memories when they were younger was just sitting with them. Both you know, cuddling and and putting in a monkey show, because yeah it was they you know they liked it when they were younger now they eh, once in a while they'll still <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, you know, I remember that or they'll refer to it, but
1: yeah, yeah my daughter's sixteen, so I, I empathize. <laughs> I, I get it
4: <laughs> uh, now, one thing that's interesting though is my my son is real he's the musician guy. he loves music, he loves the concerts, he plays guitar and piano and okay. Um, especially was it when Mike Nesmith died? Cause he was on, you know, he's on all these rock band, you know, band account, uh, Twitter accounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he was surprised how many tributes to Mike Nesmith there that the bands that he really likes were, mm. uh, were honoring.
3: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Him.
4: Yeah. And there was, I can't remember what band it was, but he was listening to a concert. And he said, mom, they played um, for Pete's sake. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I said why, and so he told me the date, and it was you know February of what was it, nine nineteen, when when Peter passed away. He said, oh, that's why it was Peter. Said, oh, that was yeah, that was their tribute. So yeah,
3: yeah, it's well, interesting
4: yeah. to see that the monkeys' influence on the bands that my kids are enjoying mm-hmm. now. Yeah,
1: right.
4: talk yeah. about that lifelong influence.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, like you saying that when they came out, kind of like your dad, you know, there was a lot of snobs in the 60s who sort of looked down on them. <laughs> Not saying your dad was a snob, but, you know, there was that attitude, though. But it's great that they've lasted long enough now that so many generations of kids have grown up watching the monkeys. And I think the monkeys is perfect to inspire kids to become musicians because it's mm-hmm. about... Like who would, who would watch, like I watch that show now and I want to be in a band with my friends, (laughs) You know, (laughs) much less if you're a kid. And I think a lot of musicians got, you know, there's inspiration watching the monkeys.
3: Oh, sure.
4: Um, And I will say, you know, from my point, I I think a lot of reason that teenagers were and still are drawn to the the show is, you know, who wouldn't want to live in a beach house with your best friends and have a band? Right. Like. I mean, I'm going to be 51, and that sounds good to me, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you get cut, captured by pirates every now and then, or escape from a haunted house, <laughs> like <Yeah>. you do.
4: <laughs> Especially when your days are you know, going to work and paying bills, and like, oh, let's, right, you no, know, yeah. get yeah. some fancy in there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's appealing, even the music thing aside, of just having those friends that stick by you and will, you know, rescue you from the dungeon and that sort of thing. You know,
4: absolutely, yeah, from the lifetime of dance lessons and
1: <laughs> right
4: the all the silly things you find yourself getting into.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
4: How yeah. of my friends rescue me from all the silly situations I'm getting myself into right now?
1: <laughs> right. I was stuck in a meeting just today and none of my friends tried to sneak me out.
4: <laughs> in a desk. <laughs>
1: right. <on> a
3: desk. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm going circling back around to the show, and yeah. I mean we we were just talking about success story recently on the show, um, and that is so much more like of an um, emotional dramatic monkeys episode, you know, and it sounds like that's the sort of monkeys episodes that you find yourself drawn to.
4: I do, yeah, I guess uh, you know, I think it goes back to, I, and I have wonderful friends, I can't I can't say too many good things about them, but I think it goes back, especially when you're younger, to that um. You know, you do want to make sure your your friends are going to feel that way about you if you left, you know, and
3: right.
4: um, I work with youth and, you know, I think a lot of you still They're when you're an adolescent, it's how do my friends really feel about me? Mm-hmm. You know, if I left, if I went somewhere else, if I didn't show up. Are they going to care? Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. definitely-
1: yeah, Some... will they hijack an, an airport so your grandfather can't <laughs> take you to England? You know.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know how much are they going to care? So, right. I, that's part of the the draw to those um, those kind of episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, I, and I think that's one of the reasons that it holds up the way it does is because that uh, the, the emotional connection in that in the shows still work. You know, a lot of the. Things from that era become dated, obviously, because time goes by. But I think people can still relate to, you know, the wanting to have friends and caring about your friends, you know?
4: Sure. It's all all about, you know, being part of a community. Right. um, Which, again, you know, kind of goes back to finding monkeys fans on the internet. Yeah. 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 So, kind of, it's kind of come full circle in that way.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, in the monkeys fan communities, I mean, have you you know taken part in like the fan art and things like that or is it more discussion groups or
4: oh, more discussion groups? I okay. to ask questions um and see, you know, what do people that, what what which which version of words do you like better? Mm. You know, cuz three <laughs> <laughs> or uh, you know, this is a question I I really want to ask people is uh if you had if time and money and talent were no object, what kind of documentary on the monkeys would you want to see produce? Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: that That is a good question too. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's why I try to generate, you know, questions on different message boards and okay. see, um, and just get a response, get, get conversation going and um, hopefully give people something to chew on, you know, a little food for thought and yeah, think, okay, oh, right, we can, that's an interesting question and you don't have to have the time and the talent and the money just to <laughs> come up with an answer because it's
3: theoretical.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and sort of over that that period of like 2005 to now obviously, it went from a lot of message boards to a lot of social media. You know, sure. social and yeah, I know sure that, you sure. know, I've I've got message boards that I've been involved with for 20 years and uh, you know, as social media came in, I've all of a sudden becoming Facebook friends with folks that I knew as screen names for a long time <laughs> and finding out who these people even are, you know, <laughs> which, I mean, it, it, it makes a difference, I think in the, in the conversations, obviously, but I mean, have you noticed, I like, mean, what are the biggest changes that you've seen and being in monkeys fandom specifically for that period of time? Uh, bigger. Oh, good.
4: Bigger is my, the first word that comes to mind because yeah. uh, you know, the message board. and I was really just involved with one message board. Um, okay. And it was a smaller community, you know, but once you get to like a, a Facebook fan page, um, I'm thinking of the Zilch one right. especially. It's like, wow, there are so many uh, you know, people like you didn't realize quite how much broader the community really was. And I don't know right. if that what necessarily brought about the change. Like
1: hmm. yeah, um, I think I do think I it makes it more accessible. I think that there was a certain level of fandom or not, you know, I mean, like a dedication to it that not that any, one thing is better than the other, but in order to seek out a message board for a thing and become dedicated to it, that took a little bit more effort than on social media where you can just like a page, which I think is great. That, um, you know, more casual fans and things can get involved in the conversations and things like that.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting to have all the different perspectives of, mm. um, you know, the different generations and um, different experiences that folks have had and how they
2: become fans um yeah. yeah there's also accessibility too because now you can have it on your phone where message board you may be able to do message boards on your phone i don't know but everybody has a phone and almost everybody has facebook on it and You just, yeah. uh, because now yeah. They're,
4: yeah, they're apps instead of having to to go through and and so i mean you, like you said you could but it would take a little it would take a few more steps
1: yeah, yeah. they, they so, do have message board apps now that ah, really yeah where you can get on message boards on your phone i don't use them because i <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it it is there's a bit of like social media you bring with you like mm-hmm. i remember i used to i would get home and then go log onto a message board you know so it was sort of I, I, you know i wouldn't be in my car getting alert about something that happened on the message board you know
4: <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but it is interesting and it'll be interesting to see in the next you know 5 10 years where does that go right yeah
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. is it gonna morph into something else
3: Mm. yeah i I know good
2: i I was gonna say i know we have the young fans ready to carry on whatever's coming next yeah because at least on twitter there's a whole bevy of young monkeys fans that are like diehard monkey fans and they're like 18 19 20 21 and they are all about everything with the monkey and so that's great that's nice (laughs) Yeah. um and this is a thing i've just kind of discovered
4: recently is um on YouTube the reaction videos
3: <laughs> right
4: yeah and they're all younger people yeah mm-hmm. and listening to the monkeys I'm just i'm getting a kick out of the reaction videos just seeing their response and oh my gosh I can't believe this I love this you know these guys are so cute. you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great like i'm you know, I'm 42, but a lot of the stuff that I like is significantly older than what my demographic probably should be I'm just, just my nature. So I love seeing people who are younger than me who like the things that I like because I don't want to, Like, I, I would hate to think that one day I'll be like the last person alive who remembers what all this <laughs> stuff is, you know, <laughs> but I'll be the last fan. So I, I love that there's like 18 year olds who love the things that I like because hopefully when I'm in a nursing home, they'll still be making stuff, you know, talking about it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: doing your uh the hologram uh you know monkeys concert in your in your room <laughs> right <laughs> that's what the, the t- technology will be yeah uh, yeah and i you know i don't do any other social media besides facebook because i don't need to waste my time more than i already do <laughs> right um, so i really don't know about you know how it is on twitter and instagram and all other things
1: yeah and tiktok yeah. annie yeah. was yeah. annie okay. was telling us when annie made it, was almost, she was telling us that the monkeys are there's a big fandom on TikTok.
4: Okay, now my kids have some that in fact what I think it's my son. He says he follows a couple TikTokers because um he says yeah, they do monkey stuff once in a while and then he'll, you know, send it to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's
4: great. Oh, I don't need to be on TikTok either. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: I don't understand it.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where would you like to see like monkey's fandom and like monkey's like products and things like that go from here?
4: Gosh, that's a really good question. Um, products. Well, I've got to say, I'm really looking forward to Mickey's book. Yes. Yes. Um, I think that'll be fascinating. Uh, in terms of product, like I said, if I had the time, talent, and the money, I'd love to produce a, like a week long documentary.
3: <laughs> right. Of,
4: you know, two hours on each guy each night of the week and then, you know, a two, three episodes. Uh, of how they became the monkeys and the story of them together. right Yeah uh, I saw in fact, probably right underneath the monkeys, my biggest the person I've seen most in concert was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. okay. Um, and that was a few years ago, but he did a, there was a really well done documentary on him, Rock, yeah. Rocky, as you call it. Uh, and I thought, I really wish the monkeys would have a document rockumentary in that style. Mm-hmm. Where very, I mean, it was a you know an epic sixty minute episode for a week. It was great. That's awesome. He really got yeah. to dive into the um, into the details of his of his life and career. And yeah, um, I don't know if that's exactly product,
1: but right. Thing no, like that counts. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and then I mean, those kind of documentaries are big now.
3: Mm-hmm. You now you you mm-hmm. mentioned
1: Mickey's book that's coming out, and I know that Andrew's been cataloging sort of Mickey's archive. And yep. I mean, we know that there's film is part of that because we've seen some clips of it at the concerts of things that came from his collection. So I would love it if he's got more. I would love to see that assembled into a documentary of subtype with you know footage we've not seen.
4: Oh, wouldn't that be interesting?
1: Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> Especially because his stuff is I mean, like no one's more behind the scenes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's right. He's one of them, you know. So Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, even just the photos he's released so far are fantastic. I'd love to see because, you know, Mickey's the kind of guy. I'm sure he had that film camera going all the time.
4: Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like he saved everything. I wonder if, um, like a lot of people, he he found the stuff going through boxes over COVID, you know, for (laughs) sure. Probably. (laughs) I never find things like that. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Yeah. Where's my footage of, you know, Mama Cass and Eric Clapton?
1: Oh. Yeah, all my photos hanging out with Jimi Hendrix must be a different box <laughs>
2: <laughs> no I, I would love to see those because I know when we saw him in concert in Orlando it was like I kept having to remind myself no pay attention to the show quit looking at this behind him while the pictures and stuff because I was like getting drawn into seeing that and forgetting that anybody was singing and why I was <laughs> there to see Mickey sing and I'm like I need that separate so I can just sit there and watch right that
0: yeah, I don't I don't, I don't need interest. any music to it or anything I just need to watch it
1: yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: or they'll play it at intermission and it's like well now I can't go pee because
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what will you miss when you're you know the 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 restroom lines it's like yeah you know. right <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so go so
3: fast
1: yeah. We got to see the headquarters show when we were in Orlando, and it was it, it was great. And it's so much fun. I mean, as much fun as it is having the online communities, I mean, it's a lot of fun just being in a room full of people who love the monkeys and know the songs, and just meeting fans. It's just great, oh, absolutely.
4: you know. Uh, and that's one of the big reasons of going to concerts right. um, for me, and you know, in any live production. Um, but one thing I've noticed with with a monkeys show in particular, I said the the love between Whoever's on stage and whatever, you know, if it's two, three and the audience, it, it's, it's palpable mm. to me mm-hmm. It's and feel it in the room. This is, it, and it, it's a love exchange. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the way I can describe it. And I said, I've never been to any concert like that. Yeah. That's really had that, uh, that particular feel to it. I yeah. mean, whether yeah. it's a smaller or larger venue, mm. um, but just, you can, especially the last Mickey and Mike tour, the farewell concert. Right. Right. Yeah. That was just a, uh, you know, a love fest.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: It, it yeah. wasn't, it, it didn't hardly really matter if they were singing or not, you know, it
3: was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it was,
4: you know, shortly after shutdowns and things were opening back up. And um, mm. when I saw that, that tour.
1: Yeah. That was, um, yeah, know, sort of right on the heels of everything being closed for a long time. Or my, one of my friends that had invited me to not, a, this is not monkeys related, but invited me to a concert and i was panicking eh, i didn't want to do it. he kept bugging me i didn't want i didn't go well then the lockdown happened and i was like i didn't know that was going to be the last concert you know so it goes like a year <laughs> and a half i didn't go to a single concert like i should have right. gone um
0: we well, made up for it since
1: yes yeah we yeah. were a little we went a little concert crazy yeah. <laughs> for a
4: you know i honestly think a lot of people are doing that cuz i just went to um a, a civic production a couple of days ago i went to the production of rent and it was um, I don't want to say a low budget, but it was you know and not a big well-known theater. Right. And it was packed.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah that's it was awesome. Really um, my son's doing a play this week. It's, it's opening night tonight. In fact, and every night sold out. And this is just a little local, yeah, uh, theater type thing. But I think you know people are very hungry for mm-hmm. that live production
0: experience. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Which is good because it, it being on hold was 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 terrible. For, for those performers and their livelihood. Oh, so sure. I'm really glad it's it's back full swing and in, in force. Oh,
3: absolutely.
4: So, yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully we don't take those opportunities and those experiences for granted.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh,
4: we learn nothing else, you know. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things like you you don't realize, I guess, how how much it means to you. Maybe until you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, and right. then it's sort of, you know, you realize like, wow, I, I really did miss this, you know?
2: Yeah. We had tickets for like two or three shows in like in the summer of 2020 that all had to get postponed and then eventually canceled. Hmm. And then it was kind of like, but I wanted to go to see those (laughs) and now I can't and I'm stuck in my house. And so, yeah, it was, you know, sad for a little while, but
1: yeah. Well, so you, you're in California. um, And I know the monkey men are debuting there uh, in just a few weeks. Any chance you're going to make it?
4: Oh, where are they debuting?
1: Oh man. California.
4: Uh, California. California's a big state.
1: No, I know it is. You're closer <laughs> to we are. We're in Georgia.
4: <laughs> I wanna I wanna want say Burbank. Oh yeah, that's a flight.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on the wrong side of the country. So we tried. We, yeah. we we tried, at flights
0: and we're we like
4: no. Yeah. <laughs> it was just there a few months ago, but yeah, it's uh you gotta make a bit of an effort to I mean yeah. you can drive if you really love traffic and <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, not such a great idea.
1: Yeah. Well, how do you so, feel about the idea of like tribute acts and things carrying monkeys concerts oh, into the future? That's great. Yeah. yeah.
4: I'll I'll go see a tribute act. It's it's not a matter of not wanting to. It's right. just uh you know, if there was one that was closer, i i'd go see the harpy we've seen a uh, couple beatles tribute acts and in fact i'm i'm bummed because there was going to be a local um early years of elton john tribute act oh, uh, wow. playing i live in wine country it was going to be at the winery uh but we're going to be out of town oh no yeah so, uh, but yeah i mean i think they're great you yeah, they keep the music going and you know anything that that keeps the monkeys in circulation and getting the music out there and creating new fans, that, I think it's great.
1: I mean, having been a fan for thirty five years now, like what yeah. what advice would you give someone who is a brand new fan of the monkeys? Where would you? Which direction would you point them in?
4: Just talk to other fans. You know, find other fans where you can and have the discussion because was, these may not be discussions you're able to have with your family or you know a, a set of friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, just absorb it absorb the tv shows absorb the the albums you know what you like is okay what you like might be different than yeah i've got a a friend of mine whose favorite song is monkey's song is shorty blackwell
1: (laughs) i love shorty blackwell
4: (laughs) and some people love it (laughs) to me it's like the cat got his tail stuck under the
3: rock
4: That's for
1: that's this. That's awesome.
4: Uh but embrace those differences too. Like, oh, that's wonderful that they like that song. Yeah. I will listen to it. <laughs> uh you know, from they probably don't want to listen to it sometime in the morning either, but, <laughs> uh, but you yeah, know, everybody's got their their own likes and dislikes and you know, agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, thank you very much for joining us today. This has been a lot of fun.
4: Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, I hope you get Wayne next time.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're working on it. We're trying to get to the whole group, you know.
4: <laughs> oh, I will say um I met a few of the band members and they are so kind and so mm-hmm. generous with their time and just wonderful people. I've
3: mm-hmm. you know
4: can say I've enjoyed meeting the members of the band as much as I as I've had meeting the members of the monkeys.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They've so, they've been great to us and mm-hmm. just real sweet, you know, yeah. just real yeah. sweet people.
4: Real, real, real genuine. Just, uh yeah, good, good. Nice to be friends with them, even if it's just, you know, they wouldn't recognize me if I showed up. But <laughs> right, <you> know, <laughs> I see their Facebook posts.
1: But. <laughs> well, where can people find more of you?
4: More of me? Oh mm-hmm. gosh, I have a Facebook page, uh just my personal page, Nora Hayward Olson. Uh, I'm a part of your Facebook group now, the Monkeying Around. Awesome. Uh, part of the Zilch uh, podcast Facebook group and. Yeah, that's about it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on. This has been great.
4: Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for having me. I've been I really gotten a kick out of, like I said just just having a conversation with other monkeys fans is always uh, it's a wonderful experience.
0: <laughs> always. So, Chuck, do you have a you may also like for us this week?
1: I do. I do, and I I love to promote bands that are making the type of music that I like. Because a lot of people who like older music, they always say, oh, I don't like not modern music. They don't make them like they used to. Mm-hmm. But some folks are really working hard to try to make them like they used to. Yeah. And I love to support those folks. And I love to sort of get their names out there as much as I can whenever we can. And one group like that is called the Poppermost.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Veronica, you know what that is in reference to.
3: Yes.
0: Um, it's the Poppermost? The Poppermost is part of what John Lennon used to say um, to his fellow Beatles um in the early days. Where are we going, boys? To the toppermost of the poppermost.
1: Yep. And well, as you'd expect, the poppermost very quite beatlesy but really yes. more like the early Beatles, like beat music mm-hmm. kind of Beatles. So they're they're not really just copying the Beatles, they're doing original songs, but really in that sort of early 60s style. Uh and it's great. They have some really fun songs and I mean, initially, the Poppermost was, and I quote, one man's mission to continue the 60s Beatles-esque pop sound. The Poppermost is the work of Glasgow's own Joe Kane, who handles all instrument and vocal duties as well as production duties, all from his garage studio, lovingly named Fabby Road, a veritable one-man beat group sensation. So that really (laughs) covers his original singles and an LP. But since then, Joe Kane has put together a band. To be the popper most. And they've got a new EP that's out on Bandcamp. It's out on Spotify. And it's a lot of fun.
0: It is. It really is. I said, whoa, whoa. I'm feeling kind of
3: crazy. I'm so listless. Restless and I'm lazy. So until I'm, I'm waiting, I'll on swinging my friend.
1: But uh, the the Poppermost is a really fun group. And I love that Joe Kane initially started it and just played and sang everything himself, produced it himself. It's amazing. I mean, it really, to be able to, to do something like that on your own is always mm-hmm. really impressive to me. But I love now that he's got a band and they're out there playing. Yeah.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: you know, check out the Poppermost and check out their new EP. And I think you'll enjoy it.
2: All right. Elaine,
0: where can people find more of you on the internet?
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Monkeying Around, on Facebook at Monkeying Around. We also have a Facebook discussion group with Monkeying Around. You can also find me as part of a new endeavor on Facebook called Elaine and Matt Watch TV, where I just post what me and my husband watch on TV. Mm -hmm. And
0: it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, you don't just post (laughs) it. Like you comment as it goes along and folks can join in.
2: Yes, come join. You know, tell me you hate the show, tell me you love the show, you know, check it out. And how about
0: us, Chuck?
1: Feltnerdy.com. And? Earth Station Trek, our podcast about Star Trek.
0: All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. All right, Chuck. Hold on.
1: Chuck, you got it right.